0: And I'm your host, Chance. Okay, so basically we're gonna do a Q&A. Um, I actually feel like I got a lot of questions and a lot of people being more intrigued by the podcast. I feel like we've been posting a lot of the reels and they've been hitting numbers. So it makes more sense that a lot of my people that actually listen to my podcast are the ones actually watching my stories very frequently and like I don't know. People are very invested, which is why, like, I really don't want to break this little streak, even though I'm going back to school. I will try my hardest to maintain every week, but that's just going to be damn near impossible with my school schedule. Just because the fact that like, things will get thrown at me randomly and randomly. So, like, maybe I don't understand something. Maybe I have, like, a 5-10 page essay. Bentley's coursework be on crack sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. But biweekly is a promise that I can make for at least the first two months of school. When it gets to December, I'm not going to lie, finals and everything like that, I can't maintain that. I'll be very honest. I will try my hardest by recording ahead of time, putting certain things in the bank. I know I don't have classes Fridays, and if I end up having to work, I'll be working in the Boston area. So it's one of those things where it's like, I could record before work. So I'll try to make sure I get my schedule underneath, under control, so that way I can maintain this consistency. And you guys have been very much into it. So the first part we're going to start with, it's actually not even a question, but It's this, I mean, I'm not going to, if I say Jay, no one's going to know who that is. So I'll give you credit when your name is very common. I'll give you credit just so you can feel like this is really you being responded to and stuff like that. So there's this dude named Jay and literally I'll read his message to you guys. He, he has tried very hard to make sure this was put in front of me so it's one of the reasons why I'm starting off with this he was like I know you're into poetry and I wrote this as you asked for topics I think it'll be interesting live a life pursuing something that you aren't passionate about or pursuing your passion and risk losing your life in the process and he kind of gave a poem Like the message was just to give me an idea of what he's referring to but I'll just actually go ahead and read his poem I don't know what he necessarily called it but I know he wrote it on August 28th 2023 so I'll give him credit for the date And it goes like, understanding the reality of my morality is becoming increasingly harder for me. Though youth is supposed to be on my side, circumstances haven't provided that level of security in my life. The degree of uncertainty I face sometimes scares me, and engaging in my passion holds the ability to end me. Different opinions try to drown out my voice. It's as if nobody understands the choices in front of me. To live is to die, and to die is to disappoint. But what is life without my joy? <sighs> Jay, I fuck with this. I fuck with this. And I know you were kind of like just asking for advice and you just wanted it to be there. Um, in, in terms of like just overall advice, I really like it. I haven't been in poetry that long to give specific feedback on like um, the way you're utilizing certain tools and stuff like that. But yeah, I actually really like the flow of it. And I'm glad you actually sent this to me so that way I could share it my platform. So I very, very much appreciate you for that. Um, So we're going to move to another question. The other ones, when people's names are very common or and stuff like that, I'm just not going to say the name just to keep this anonymous because I know that makes a lot of people feel very much more inclined to actually ask certain questions. But someone's question was, do you think loyalty expires? And one thing I'll say is, on my YouTube, when you guys like certain questions a lot and you want me to extend on those topics, I have no problem with that. Like, there are certain things, they are questions. And for me, I literally keep knowing, like, okay, bet this is something I want to make a full podcast on. But because there's so many questions and I want to get as many people, I want to give as much people my thoughts as possible, just to make them feel like they're being responded to and not being ignored. But, yeah, a lot of the times I can only invest, like, two to five minutes of topics. But if you want me to sit there and dig as deep as I possibly can, I will, even if I don't know as much about it, I will dig deep and do my research and give it to y'all. Literally, a lot of the times when I do these Q&As, it's about you guys. It's literally not about me. If I don't have enough information available to me, I will go and I will retrieve it for you guys. All right, And maybe I'll let y'all know the process I did to actually learn about some of these things, which means y'all get to learn twice as much and stuff. Um, But I think the first question I'm going to start with is, do you think loyalty expires? Um, I think there's a quote. Was it like by Medea or something like that? Well, Tyler Perry will say. I don't think it was in the direct show. Um, but I think one of his things is like, when you're a really good, I forgot exactly what the quote was, but when you're a really good person, your loyalty, its expiration date is a lot later than a lot of people's. Something that you have to understand is like, and I think this was the main quote that was popping in my head, but it was like a two, part two type thing. The other part was kind of like, some people can your life come into your life for a season and some people come into your life for a reason. It's kind of like there are times where people are just going to come into your life and that's just going to be it. After that period is over, it kind of is one of those things where it's kind of like some people's purpose in your life, It's it's not something that's that can be maintained. Cuz for me, I'm not going to lie. I've I've been going through this a lot, so I'll just consider like just trying to make it around a quote. I'll just give my personal experience on this. I've had a lot of people that I was super close to and I generally cared about them and they were very much wholesome people. But one thing you have to realize is you're supposed to change. You're not supposed to stay the exact same person the whole entire time. And what does that mean? A lot of the times you and this person got along because you did this because X, Y and Z was the same as X, Y and Z. But as you change, these things become different and then they become different. So it's a lot of times it's like I realize a lot of people, they try to hold on to these bonds that they had because they cared about them so much. And it's like one thing I realize is me being me being someone who understands like there's a possibility that I may not have a lot of these people around me. I try to think about what does my future look like if I isolate myself away from those people? And I generally I do like I isolate myself to see what it's like to have nobody around. No one constantly texting my phone, no one to play the game with, no one to do this, no one to do that. What I've realized is, like, it's not as bad as people think. The only reason why it's bad is because we don't know how to replace our habits, right? It's like, there's some people you have in your life, and the main things y'all do is partying, drinking, smoking. Those are your fun friends, right? What if you get to a point in your life where you're just like, I don't really want to do this shit no more? What are those people around for? They lose their purpose. The thing, the reason why a lot of the times we maintain so many people... It's not even the fact that those bonds are that amazing. These people are so great. It's literally because you just keep on doing the exact same shit... And those people around you make it easy to do those things. For me, I've realized it's like... And if I talk about relationships as well... I don't think loyalty expires in a relationship... But I do think sometimes two people can start off being really great for each other. And don't think of it as a loss... That's also one thing I've had to learn. I'll even refer to this, right? There's been relationships I've been in where in the beginning I thought this was great. I thought this was everything that it is out of that. But then it's like as time goes by, the person starts to change. I start to change. And a lot of the times we get with certain people, and I think this is the thing with our generation. The moment you find someone where everything clicks, you automatically think it has to be a relationship. But at times I realize it's like, it's okay for you guys to just vibe on a deeper level, but then not get to the sexual shit, the kissing, the this, the that. Like y'all can literally go out on dates as friends. Not like actual, like, oh, I'm falling in love with you, but hey, I really like this. You really like this. Let's go, let's go watch it. Oh, there's a tech talk coming. Let's go watch a tech talk together. Um I, oh, there's this thing happening for friends, let's go do that. And I'm referring to someone from my past, cause it's like they were a great person, but us not understanding the fact that maybe somebody like this will come around for us later down the line. We decided to get into a relationship. It's one of those things where it's kind of like part of me regrets it because this person is a good person. They're a great individual and everything like that. But now the fact that we passed that stage where it's kind of like, oh, okay, we're in a relationship. We're doing this. We're doing that. Now it's one of those things where it's kind of like this person would have been great to keep around as a friend because they are just they're a great person. But now I can't because anytime I hop into a new relationship, I literally have to think about the fact that keeping you around is disrespectful to the partner that I currently have. I'm one of those people where it's kind of like, I don't believe in, this makes no sense to me. And I think this is like one of those things where people talk about it all the time. So I'll just take a few minutes to talk about it. When you get into a new relationship, anybody from your past should be cut the fuck off. Any past sexual partners, any person you used to flirt without, you flirt with constantly. For me, it makes no sense how you want to start something new with this person that you're saying, "Hey, I want to fall in love with you. I want to dedicate my all to you." Well, actually, I don't want to dedicate my all to you. I want to hold on to certain things from my past. You know, like this person I used to fuck. They're a really good person. It hasn't happened in a while. Like they're great. You know, I just want to maintain this. It's like, bro, when when y'all are, if you start to have this mindset, I'm dating for marriage. I'm dating for a future. It's really not a lot to let go of all this little extra excess bullshit. Because think about it. This person, like, I'll speak from a guy's perspective. This person is about to be my wife, right? That's the goal. Like, let's just say that's the goal. In the future, they will be my wife. They will be the mother of my children. And you're telling me I can't let go of somebody that I used to fuck because, well, they're a really good person. I don't want to hurt their feelings, bro. Like, this person is my priority. And that's that. The idea that I can't dedicate my all to them because of all the little extra bullshit this is the thing half the other people you keep around it's this is my thing that i've realized about certain people they'll they won't go all in in relationships they'll have one foot in and one foot out and what does that mean that one foot out wants to keep certain people around from their past because the moment something may not work out with you they know they have option b c d e to lean back on because it's like I'm not 100% sure about you, so why would I just drop everything from my past? My thing is it's kind of like it's almost impossible to try to work towards a future with someone if you keep a lot of things of your past around. And as much as we can sit here and say, oh, like I'm very disciplined, that, of this, that, of that, it's not about the fact that you're going to go and do something wrong. You're going to go step out your relationship. It's about the fact that you're leaving these possibilities around. This person that you had this type of bond with, they're still around how often do we randomly see that two people that used to be in love fall back in love with each other but if you're fully invested in somebody i don't know what the fuck is the reason of actually keeping all of this bullshit around when it's like i'm just not a big fan of it i'm not gonna lie i gave way too many people my number this is when i'll come out and say it i i say this on my a lot of my instagram lives and everything like that i am in a relationship which means <laughs> i don't worry about keeping it if i've had sex with someone from my past you're blocked for me it's like it's disrespectful to anyone that i'm currently mess with and the person i'm currently dating she, she sees this all the time like i reset my phone and everything like that so i don't have access to a lot of my contacts and everything like that i didn't mind i did it for storage it wasn't about my relationship but i did it for storage and stuff like that but then it was one of those things where it's kind of like i was kind of happy i did it because i lost access to so much which i no longer wanted access to but when i tell you i randomly get hit up so many fucking times random face time calls from like people from my past right And it's one of those things where it's like, also, if you're going to hop into a relationship, full transparency should be your goal. It's not one of those things where, oh, this might make her mad, so I'm not going to let her see it. No, like I want her to understand the fact that there's nothing I'm trying to keep away from her. I made those mistakes in the past. And also one thing, if anybody goes to look at this podcast from my last reel, I know in one of my reels I said I cheated. So I'll give some context, right? I'm not the person that's willing to throw somebody I'm with underneath the bus. So I will not say to the extent they... To the extent their wrongs went, this is my platform to bring what she has done into it. I promise you, all I said last time was she didn't respect my privacy. I gave no context at all on purpose. Why? Because I knew people would project everything they've ever dealt with about Cheers, Bro. I did something completely wrong and I deserve whatever people were throwing at me. I didn't mind it. I let it happen for a few seconds. Well, for a few hours. And it's one of those things where at a certain point, you're like, I don't want the negative against me. When I tell you, it's like, this is my thing, right? People called me a narcissist, this and that. And I'm like, do y'all understand what a narcissist actually is? It's like somebody can have narcissistic traits and not be a narcissist. Like people think it's just like, because you do this and that you're a narcissist y'all really know so fucking little about human behavior a narcissist is something you can actually be diagnosed with like it's like you're a narcissist like it's one of those things where it's kind of like you start to believe all of this bullshit and lies you actually make up you know how somebody tries to gaslight you they try to tell you believe this believe that and wholeheartedly they know what the fuck they're talking about the whole entire time Someone who is a true narcissist actually believes the things that they're spitting out. Like, for me, it's like, I promise you, I'll dedicate a whole entire episode because it's been a while since I've actually dove, dove into these things. But I know there's a lady who's great at explaining these things, which I got a lot of hidden gems from. But, bro, learn the... Like, words have value and they have power. But when so many of you guys just don't know what the fuck they mean and you constantly splur it out, it really takes away the, the value we could have... My thing was, it's kind of like, I did cheat. And if you think I cheated and I went right back to the same person right away, that is up. I, I didn't. How long did that take before I went back to my last relationship? It took me months because <laughs> I didn't want to go back to her knowing that I was still the exact same person because this was somebody I genuinely cared for. So it's one of those things where it's kind of like, we periodically seen each other because we knew we were working back to each other, but I knew that the version that I was wasn't something that I wanted to risk her with because i wasn't the person that could control my urges i literally have not smoked for a month straight and i went from smoking a lot but the thing about why did i stop smoking for her i did it for myself to an extent but the main thing that made it one of those things was like do this now it was this idea that i didn't have control over my urges when i would smoke a lot of the times you people understand how this goes when you smoke when you drink it's that you get for smoking, you either get lazy as shit, horny as shit. For drinking, you either get aggressive as shit, or your hormones start kicking your ass. You feel me? It's one of those things where I'm not gonna lie, to you, I drink unless I don't really drink unless I'm with her. If I'm smoking, I would smoke very rarely. And one thing that I didn't even mention, as I was going through this phase of trying to stop smoking, it was one of those things where I did it every weekend to slow it down. And then I was just like, bro, I don't. I don't really see the purpose of this. Like, I felt like I was only doing it to be like, oh, I don't feel like I want to let this go too quick. I'm changing so many things in my life. I'm waking up at eight o'clock. I'm working two different internships. I'm, I was doing a lot in my life overall. But it was one of those things. It got to a certain point. I was kind of like, actually, you don't even need this no more. And this doesn't actually, at a certain point in my life, it didn't, it didn't affect me. But that I'm trying to be the type of man that she deserved. It did affect me because. Doing some of these things made it more, it it increased the possibility of me doing some fuck shit, of me tapping into the sides of me that I didn't want her, that I didn't want there before she got here. It's one of those things where I would literally attempt at controlling this, right? I would smoke with certain girls. Like, as I was single, we were literally periodically meeting each other, like, every month, every month and a half or something like that, just to kind of, like, see if as we were changing would the spark still be there i wouldn't have access to her the day-to-day or anything like that we would see each other set a date on the calendar for the next time we see each other it was one of those things where it's like we knew we wanted this but we knew that the versions we were it just wasn't the right version for each other so it's one of those things where it's kind of like i would literally as i was slowing down on smoking i could still do my thing because i was single but wholeheartedly i knew that this is the person i'm going back to because like this is who i love right It was one of those things where I didn't even smoke with certain girls because I stopped smoking and I didn't even feel like buying weed. So sometimes I smoke with a girl and stuff like that. But it was just this idea that I wanted to notice how much control I had. Like I'm telling you, like I would smoke with a girl even if my hormones are bugging and I'm still choosing to make the decision to not do any of that. And this is the part, right, where it's like where I really felt like I was starting to learn control. These girls would literally tell me they want to fuck, right? And I'm still at the point where it's kind of like, I'm high, I'm, those hormones are up and everything like that. And still, like don't go through with it. Why did I do that? Why would I chill with a girl knowing she wants this and I still don't go through with it? One, women are not as vulgar as men where it's kind of like if you don't give them what they want. If it's a good vibe. To the to most extent, they'll normally chill with it. But yeah, they were literally, I was smoking with girls. where it's kind of like I knew that they wanted that. But it was one of those things that became hard to overcome that because I'm like, I know this isn't what I really want, and it's just like it was one of those things where instead of like actually having sex with these shorties or going through with it, it was one of those things I was just like, I bet I'll just enjoy your vibe as a friend, and then I'll just kept it pushing. But I didn't want to give too much context because the last time I was like, you know what, fuck it. I seen how the clip was cut down. I was like, "Uh, oh my god, I got a little hit for this, but I didn't mind it because what I did to her, she hurt a lot more than what I had to deal with from random strangers because that happened to. Her by someone she loved. The hit I was getting was by random strangers that felt like projecting and everything like that. So I was like, not gonna lie, I think it was one of those things where it's like, fuck it, let me feel that pain. Let me see what other people feel when something like this has happened to them. I get the fact that I'm different and she had access to so much more. She's seen the changes that I was willing to make in my own personal life for her. But I realize a lot of people don't have someone that's willing to let go of everything they know to change for that person, but Bro, as much as I get it, this is like some people were saying, oh, this is where y'all take advice from, that it is, that Bro, I get that I know a shit ton, but I am 23. Like a lot of people, I feel like y'all forget this shit. And I had motherfuckers in their fucking thirties projecting their life experiences onto me. Oh, you were a narcissist, that it is, that it is. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, do y'all understand? It's like you were bashing a 23 year old for actually going public with his mistakes. These men that cheat on you won't even tell their friends what they did. I allowed my whole entire platform to understand that this is something that I've done. Because I'm someone who's about transparency. I don't want people to feel like, oh, this person on social media is so much better than me. No, I make some of the same mistakes y'all do. I learn as much as I learn to try and avoid those things. But still, you'll slip and you'll fall into these things. But my thing is just like, learn as much as you possibly can to not end up hurting someone that is super fucking amazing. And I did that. But... At times, it does take watching someone you truly, deeply care for hurt to realize it's like, I can't risk this shit no more. Like, yes, I have the knowledge. I have the understanding of certain things. But I don't have the discipline to always do these things. And that's one thing I've realized. It's like, this is how our society has gotten a little shitty, too. I'm not going to lie. Y'all bash someone for understanding something when you will... It's like y'all are more lenient to someone who doesn't understand this shit at all. But it's like, doesn't that make it better to work with that person, someone who actually understands these things? People, just because you know something, doesn't mean you'll do it. How much, how different would your life like if you could do everything you knew? Very fucking different. But we don't. We we we're, not, we're humans. We don't naturally operate in the manner as like I know this. I will always execute this way. That, that's 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 a fucking machine. We're not. We don't operate the exact same way but i'm gonna go back to somebody else's question just to give some of that because i know some of y'all were kind of hurt with like damn chance say some shit like that That's, i'm not gonna try to hide it and somebody in my comments was like you know if you didn't say anything we wouldn't have to find out right i get that but it was one of those things where it's like i had to come to terms with what the fuck i did and the person that i'm working on towards on being and it's like I can keep it private for my platforms, but I get celebrated on my platforms so fucking much all at the time for the, all these things I understand, all these great things that I do. So it's one of those things where it's like, if I can get celebrated on this shit, I should get bashed for my mistakes at the exact same time. I don't. I'm not. Con- I'm not um, promoting negativity or anything like that. But if you make yourself open for it, I promise you, there are motherfuckers out there that are willing to do it. And it's one of those things where I'm like go ahead. The thought is shit on me. I get it, bro. I, I became an outlet for you to express some of the hurt that you went through. And for me, I'm a big mental health advocate, right? So I'm okay with the fact that I allowed myself to be a punching bag for a lot of fucking people that were going through a shit ton of hurt. So it's like one of those things where it's like, as much as I was like, what the fuck? I was trying to give explanations. I I just turned my comments off because I just didn't want to reply to anything anymore. But it amazed me how much Things like that hurt people, and I'm well aware that the only reason why y'all felt the need to comment things in my comment section and to bash me for it is because you probably never got the chance in your personal life to actually be expressive about your hurt and everything like that. So I was just kind of like, hmm. I get to be the punching bag for what somebody else did, but you probably never got the chance because y'all probably actually deal with actual narcissists that will watch that will cheat on you and be like, nah, this is your fault. I get it. I said she broke certain trusts That of the that. But not once did I tell her, like this is your fault. But this is one thing I've realized about a a lot of people in life in general. Y'all don't believe two things can be true at once. And I've realized that it's like, y'all only focus on problems instead of triggers. The lack of discipline from someone may allow them to utilize a trigger that you activated to do something. But you still had a role to play in that big problem right so we can even look at something very simple like let's just say somebody normally explodes when they're in argument but you're someone who becomes very certain and then the other person right so person a is someone who explodes at times when they feel like they're being gaslighted person b is someone who's at times sarcastic and they don't normally go around shit Things that make it more likely for person A to explode because they dealt with a lot of this shit in their past. Which means some of these traits that person B can exhibit triggers person A to tap into the faults that they have. So person B starts, they're having a conversation, they're communicating. And person B starts to say some little slick shit because they're getting frustrated. Person B can control their emotions, but they get frustrated so they throw little, little snappy comments, right? And then person A, once they hear that shit, they get triggered from everything in their past and they explode. They get loud. But once they get loud, maybe they lose sight of certain things that they should be holding on to. And now person B gets a little bit emotional. In situations like that, the only issue isn't person A who exploded. Person B had a role to play. The wrong was still done by person A. That was the issue. But. It'll be 10 times easier for the first person to control their emotions if the second person doesn't poke the bear a few times, right? It's one of those things where I realize, like, we really have opted out this mindset of this thing called accountability. We don't really like it anymore. You know, it's like if somebody does something wrong, I don't give a fuck about what I could have done. They did this and that's that. Bro, like, what? Like, this is the thing. When y'all are in a relationship or y'all in a bond where you want to maintain this shit. Your priority is not your fucking pride or ego. It is the other person that, sh- that is in front of you. You guys are going against this problem. Okay, so why did it happen? I did this and I'm sorry for it. Okay, I understand that. See, you need accountability from both persons. The person who did the wrong, even if this person led you to doing that shit, acknowledge it. When you acknowledge you're wrong, you can be like, I bet. But why did this happen? This happened because we had three, two, three steps that happened before that. Where you did certain things that fully triggered me and made me think about my past. You made me think about some of my trauma. And then those things, because I haven't fully healed, it took over. But the same way the other person hasn't healed, which is why they did those little steps two and three that happened prior to that. For me, when you guys are looking at issues and y'all are trying to face a problem, please understand it is not just about the big picture issue that just happened cuz the thing is if you're trying to throw blame then absolutely your priority is how the how the big the thing that exploded the thing that happened but when you're actually trying to sit there and be understanding you're trying to overcome things and y'all are trying to help each other be better then you need to help this person not do these things not just hey don't fucking do this shit it's not the way shit work that's not how you process things when you're some, when you really care about somebody This is what happened, and I hold myself accountable for it. Okay, I can see how a few things I did led you to doing that. That means if I don't do that, it's less likely that you'll have to tap into this side of you. As you heal, I probably shouldn't be someone that adds on to it, that triggers you to even do some of the shit that I know you don't want to do. But It's one of those things where it's like you have to understand both of you guys are always healing from things. And when you're in a relationship, a lot of things become very apparent. You might say, well, you still haven't healed from this. You should work on it. There are certain things that you can't work on when you're single because it's a certain dynamic that allows you to see that this part still exists. So it's one of those things where it's like, please hold yourself accountable for the bullshit you do and for the bullshit you lead somebody to do. Because it's one of those things where if you're always targeting the wrong promise you, that person will not want to hold themselves accountable anymore because why? Why the fuck am I wrong in every fucking situation about every fucking thing? You did X, Y, and Z, but because I took it overboard, I'm the problem. The problem is everything that led up to this shit happening. But a lot of people, your priority really is your pride and ego. It's not us making sure this doesn't happen again. And I can see that. Um, What are your thoughts on gender roles and relationships? Are you more traditional or modest? Um, I am very much more traditional, but... I know that's on, like for men to want to be a provider, for want his woman to want to cook, to do this and that. But bro, this is all I'm gonna tell the men that are out there that generally want to do this shit. That woman still exists. There are women that generally want to be in their traditional feminine energy, where it's just like I want to prioritize, you know, the kitchen because that's what I hold pride over. My mom always taught me I have to cook, I have to do this, I have to do that. One thing I realized is kind of like. Focus on who somebody's mother is first If their mother is someone who was very strong That told them you don't need a man You don't need this You don't need that It's very hard to tell this woman Hey, be traditional Why? Their whole entire life They've been brought up to not be that So to expect that out of them Is a little absurd This is the thing, right? Some men They are great at cooking They are great at cleaning They do this shit because Let's just say They were raised by their mother Like a very traditional mother So that's the influence they had Where it's kind of like If I want to help my mom Because she doesn't have a man around I should learn to do some of these things Right? And then you may come across a woman where it's kind of like, let's just say she was raised by her dad, where she got a lot of more masculine energy. It was kind of like, okay, my dad was a provider when no one else is. So I got to make sure if I was ever in a situation like that, I got to be a provider. I got to be very um, money hungry to make sure I'm always set by myself, even if I'm the only partner left. Of course, these are bullshit scenarios, but this, there are people like that that exist, right? When you mix that man that's like, I understand the value of a mother, even though I'm a man, I had to do these things to help her out. And then a woman that was raised by a single father that's like, I understand the idea of this masculine energy and why it's really needed. You know, a woman can sometimes walk all over you and stuff like that. Boom, you mix those two together. They will do 50-50 of everything. And that works. But it's one of those things where what if she's like, I don't really want to do this masculine shit, you know? And when we're saying masculine, I get it, the whole saying man and woman things is a very common thing where it's like we don't, we kind of knock it now. But you know what the fuck I mean. So let's let's just not do all that extra shit. I but it's one of those things where it's kind of like, A lot of dynamics still exist. You just can't force a dynamic upon someone. If a woman does not want to be traditional and you want to be a traditional man and you're like, but I want you to be the one that cooks, bro, Like, it's just not going to work because it's like she doesn't want to be that person. And I feel like a lot of the reasons why things don't normally work out for us or when you want a traditional relationship, it's just because you're not looking for the right partner. And at times it's like, some of these things become a little bit more scarce. So you think you can force it upon a woman, but it's not your job to change someone or to tell them what roles they should play. It's your job to understand these are the roles I want to play, right? If you're, let's just go back to this analogy or this idea that you're dating for marriage. I want to be a traditional man that focuses on finances. I will be willing to provide for my woman. She doesn't make as much as me that it is. That it, that. Now you're going for a woman that's very ambitious in her career. She's money hungry. Um, she does think about being a traditional woman in terms of being nurturing to her kids, but she's like, I'm probably gonna have to get a nanny because what if I have to work a on long hours? Let's just say she wants to go to med school and everything like that. Um, there's gonna be a lot of hours dedicated to her. She's gonna be a doctor. She's not gonna have as much time as home when she comes home working 36 hour shifts because generally, certain doctors they go through that. She doesn't wanna come home and have to fucking cook. She wants a man that can also tap into these things. But you're like, I don't really wanna do these things. I don't wanna prioritize the many, but she's like, I'm prioritizing my career as well. There's a disconnect because you guys don't fulfill this parental role that 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 fills the household like yeah y'all can get maids, y'all can get this but it's like you as the man that wants to be very traditional you want to see your woman do these things you don't want it to be some random stranger that y'all pay even though you have the money for it my thing is it's like all of these roles they still exist you just have to stop forcing that shit upon people if she does not want to be a traditional woman and you want to be a traditional man. Let her fucking be and f- go find something else. The idea that you're thinking, oh, because she loves me, I think she's gonna wanna be the woman I want her to be. No, oh, bro. Certain women, like, yes, yeah, certain men, we do change for the person that we want. And certain women, they also will do that exact same shit. But deep inside their heart, it has to be a desire of theirs. It's not like you just come around and all of a sudden they're like, oh, wow, you're amazing. I'm gonna completely switch the person I wanna be, the person I've thought of being my whole entire life. Women think about their future constantly. And when it comes to being a mother, a parent, that's something they put a higher priority on. More of a priority than us. So for you to think that she's going to let go of all of this shit she's ever wanted just because you came around, it's just a little bit delusional. It's a little bit absurd. If she doesn't want to tap into these roles, let her be. Let the woman free. Like there's somebody else out there that wants her exactly the way she is. And this is one thing I have to say to y'all ladies. Ladies. If you don't want to be a traditional woman, there's nothing wrong with that. I promise you, gender roles and everything like that—they they work for certain people that want to be traditional. But if you're someone who's a little bit more modern, you kind of you want to be the idea that you're striving for money, you're money hungry, you don't want to depend on your man for certain things. Out of this, out of that, there's nothing wrong with that because I promise you, there's a man out there that's business oriented that says, "I don't want someone to take care of. I want a business partner, someone who can invest as much as I want to invest into them." That exists. So it's one of those things where it's like. I get it at times somebody looks so perfect in front of you, but that big picture thing doesn't fit. And if it doesn't, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, take it as a learning experience. I bet. So I know there's a person out there that operates the way that I want them to operate. But in terms of like the themes of our own parenting and all of this shit to go, it just doesn't work. So maybe that's for me to know. There's only one thing missing from this person that I could find out there. Just, just, just go look for it. It's one of those things where at times y'all beat yourselves up over certain relationships, and it's like <sighs> it makes no fucking sense because now y'all are just it's it's clear that y'all have a lot of feelings for each other and y'all care, which is why y'all are constantly going in this back and forth. But it's like you have to learn to let certain shit go if it's just not there. And I feel like a lot of people, it's like we really think this is build a bear, like you can build a bitch, you can build it, you can build a guy. It's like it just doesn't work. It really doesn't. If you have to let the motherfucker go. Let them go. You're, fuck, half the time, we're in our 20s. If you're in 30s, 40s, I get why you may be a little more inclined to not let go of certain shit. But it makes no sense unless you're willing to compromise for each other. And keyword each other. Not just compromise for him or compromise for her because this is what she wants. Both of you guys have to be willing to want it. And I did hear someone who was a um, marriage counselor say most divorces happen because of uncommunicated Uncommunicated expectant um, I said expectant Uncommunicated um, expectations And the reason why they said that Is kind of like a lot of the times We have these expectations of each other Where we don't communicate them And when it doesn't happen It's one of those It's a self-sabotage thing Without without realizing it But it's like you can't have All these expectations for someone And then not communicating And I shouldn't expect it to happen The same way it's kind of like You're with someone You're, you're really Well you want to hold on to this shit But it's like Oh This person actually doesn't isn't gonna become what I want them to be They're not You just thought it would happen Because they love you You thought the more you do for them The more they try to let go of this shit It doesn't work like that You communicate what you want And if it doesn't work Then it just doesn't work Let's see What make you do What do Okay, I think this might be someone from a different country Or this was just a typo I think you're trying to say what makes you do what you do, like podcasts, TikTok, et cetera. I don't really do TikTok no more. That platform is just there, honestly. I don't yo, really fuck. Just Sometimes it makes it easier for brands to kind of spot me because of my TikTok is still there with those numbers and stuff like that. But I do podcasting because I'm a very, I'm a big mental health advocate. And if we go on my Snapchat that I've had for years, you can scroll to 2016, 2015. I will be the person talking about a lot of these random, deep shit. I, hope you're amazing you're beautiful and all that plus some fucking more like before my balls even dropped i was doing all of this shit it's one of those things was kind of like i've always enjoyed learning about these things looking up deep quotes talking about this shit this has always been a part of me which is why it seems like it's very easy but i am the person that used to walk to school right I, it was like a 15 minute walk in middle school high school i'd have my headphones on sometimes i was playing absolutely nothing and i'd just talk out loud talk about these topics because I'm generally just trying to figure how my mind functions or like where do I get stuck? Okay, I need to learn more about this. And the reason was I was like, I just don't want people to think I'm fucking crazy and I'm just talking up to myself. But that was rea- and the reality of it was I was. I was exploring my brain. I wanted to know how much that I understood that it is sort of that. When I understood, my ego has always been how much I understand compared to everybody else. The more I understood that I understood pe- the more I understood that I figured out that people didn't know, it boosted my ego a little bit. Oh, shit, I know a lot more than you. Ah, Let's go. Like, that was a big thing for me because it's like there's a lot of things I can't necessarily compete in. But that was one of those things where it's like the gap was so big 24-7. It was like it made me want to keep on expanding that gap. And a lot of the times now in my life, it's one of those things that got me to where I'm at, like the jobs I'm getting, the people I'm coming across. Like I meet certain recruiters and they're like they go back to their company and they're like, I've never met anybody like this kid. We need to get him to work here. And this is verbatim. So it's not me just bullshitting. It's just verbatim what people say about me when they come across me. It's like, you can have the grades, you can have this, you can have that. But the way that I process certain things, the way I just come across to certain people, it's like, you're 23, you haven't graduated, this that that is. I'm like, nah. And they're like, like, they go back to their companies and they're like, I need this kid working here. And these aren't just companies where it's like they pay you a minimal amount of money. These are com- I have not made less than $20 in a regular job since like 20, fucking 20 or some shit like that. It's not even a flex to me because what I have waiting for me outside of college is acts. It's actually absurd already, but I'll flex for a quick, I'll, I'll flex for a little bit. Like my lease right now, I have a job secured for like 35 plus an hour. I have not made it out of college. And it's not, the, let's just say, it's not the only offer that reaches those type of numbers. And do you think it's because of my grades that it is the school I went to? School I went to has a big saying because I went to Bentley University. That's very highly recognized in the business world. But the biggest reason why I come across these roles is because of my personality, the way that I come across. When I interview, and how uh, people be shitting bricks for interviews, I get excited as fuck. I'm like, ah, I get to show off everything I want. Do you understand how rare it is for people to just be like, oh, you? People are gonna ask you questions about who you. I'm not worried about that because I know like this is such a beautiful fucking picture. Um, how do you feel about big age gaps in a relationship? <laughs> um, us big. Five years is not that big, but if we're talking about 10, 15, 20, I think certain things is like maturity matters. It's not necessarily the age gap, but I also believe in grooming, you know? Um there's nothing wrong with dating somebody that's way younger or way older, but I'll be honest with you. If it's something that happened just randomly and you're like, oh my God, you know, this is this is really what I want. Fuck it. But a lot of the times people just think I'm gonna date way higher up in age to find someone more mature because it's just gonna. I feel like this is the only place I can find it from, and I'm saying this about women. I see this very often. A woman will go for someone a lot older. Y'all do mature faster. I'll give y'all that because that's a proven fact. That's not something you can argue. But a lot of times, it's just like certain people don't think they can find the maturity they want around their age, so they go a lot older. But you're not that fucking special, and I'm even saying this to myself. As mature as I think I am as my age, there is somebody out there of the opposite sex that's probably just as mature. It's a little rarer to find those people, but a lot of us just say like, "Eh, no, I'm just going way older. For me, it's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. As long as you do it for the right reasons, it's like, oh, I I don't want to wait for someone to be financially stable. I'm going to just go to somebody a lot older. See, some of these things, they just sound very manipulative and like you're just trying to benefit off somebody. But if you fall in love with someone that is a huge age gap, but generally that wasn't really a priority for you, then- I don't really go fuck the date. I don't think there's a age limit on love or anything like that. So do what the fuck you want to do. But just do it for the right fucking reasons, so I'll say. He loves you. You love him. You guys do everything. But there's no label. What's up with that? Um. Okay. I used to be that guy that also didn't want to do labels constantly because it was a big thing for marriage for me. But if somebody isn't willing to date you but everything seems perfect, I think you should literally introduce the question exactly that way. Don't ask me because I feel like a lot of the times I've said certain things like that has been very different. There's been times where I've just been ain't shit and I just was like, this is good, but I don't know if this is really what I want, you know? I mean, there are times I'm just like, I just felt like there is a little bit more that I should know before I fully dive into this because when I'm invested in a relationship, I don't like giving up. So that's the thing where it's kind of like, I just don't do that. But for me, it's like, When everything is there, the love is there and everything like that, but there's no fucking label, just ask the question properly. Because I feel like a lot of the times I'll say this is what I normally see or this is what's more common for me to see. You start to request the title instead of trying to figure out just exactly what is holding that person back from giving you the title. When you try to force a title up on someone, and most of the times it's a woman against a man, now you're putting his ego and pride at play and it doesn't normally work out for you it's one of those things where you should just be like i'm not saying this has to change i love what we have going on but i just want to understand how come it's one of those things where or i just want to understand what's holding us back from making it official i get a title may not be as important to you as it is to me but i think if i'm willing to go on without the title for a little longer i do deserve to understand what's necessarily missing. doesn't that sound kind of nice, right? When you ask certain things that way, now you're not taking a hit at his ego. You're not taking a hit at his pride. You're literally bringing up something where it's kind of like, hey, I just want to understand what we are now and what would necessarily be different when we do get in a relationship. Maybe there's more you'd be willing to offer. Maybe there's something in your life where you're kind of like, unless this happens, I don't want to have a girlfriend. There's certain things when you ask these questions. This is the thing, right? When you ask these questions that well and you put it that well, it's not that you're all, oh, you're just being so understanding, you're giving them a chance to play you. No. When you set up certain things so well, now they can't manipulate you. They can't toss all this bullshit in your way. See, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, no, no, like, they can't do none of that. They just have to give you a straight up answer. And whatever that answer isn't that straight up and you can sense the bullshit, it makes it 10 times easier for you to see the truth. And my thing is, it's kind of like, Your thing shouldn't be like, I really want this. I'm going to get it out of you. It should be, let me just actually understand why this isn't happening. And if you fit, and if the answer he gives you, sometimes, listen, it can be a genuine answer and you're still like, okay, I don't want to, I'm not here for this because this is just not what I wanted to sign up for. But a lot of people make decisions based on someone's indecisiveness and they just, they don't take the time to actually understand why that person is indecisive. Maybe it's the last time they were in a relationship they were with someone, everything was amazing. And every, the moment they got in a relationship, that person started fucking them over, that it is sort So literally they have a fear of the title itself because they feel like the title puts them at a disadvantage with the person that they're with. That happens a lot of the times where you're dating someone, the moment they get the title, they start acting up. We're in a relationship now, so it's probably gonna be harder for them to pull away. That happens. And maybe someone went through that shit a few times. So now giving you the title is a traumatic thing for them because they're like, what if this changes us? So there are genuine answers as to why somebody doesn't go the whole way with it. But then there's also a lot of bullshit where it's kind of like the person just doesn't want to be official. They want to keep on doing their shit on the side. They don't want to keep you. They don't want to. They want to keep you private that it is out of that. And if you want them to post you like, oh, OK, I get it. You don't want to title that it's out of that. But how about we do those private but not a secret where I post where I post your hand on my lap, where I post you just hugging me. But it's a mirror selfie and they can't see your face. It's one of those things where it's okay to take baby steps up to something instead of just thinking about this is what I want and I really need, I need it now. It's like take your time and maybe certain things will happen progressively, but just understand exactly what's needed for the both of you guys. Um, how to make how to make high maintenance friends. Um, become a high maintenance person. Um, if you're someone who's shopping at these high-end stores that a high maintenance person would shop at, it makes it more likely to come across those people. And it's not one of those things where it's like, you don't just go out there and look for friends that are this way, that are that way. You become that person and then naturally you will attract those types of people, right? Let's just say this, right? When you started to smoke or when you started to have certain bad habits, did you think, I want to make more friends that smoke that is out of that? Or was it 10 times easier because they seen you doing the same shit and I'm doing the same shit? It's like if I'm going wine tasting, right? None of my friends are going to slide up and say, I want to go wine tasting because they're just not those types of people. They are not those high ass maintenance people. But if that was my whole entire thing, I'm going golfing, I'm going this, I'm doing that and I'm posting about it. Those high maintenance people that are within your following. Oh, so you go golfing? Me too. I just I'd never find people that go golfing with me. right. Like it's literally I've seen this when I went wine tasting. Somebody was like, bro. They made it a thing about race, but it really isn't. I understand where they were coming from, but reality, they were just talking about height maintenance, like doing things that's out of the ordinary for people like us, people of color. Wine tasting. When I went wine tasting, I'll be very honest dude. you. Me and my girlfriend, we were the only black people there. It's not a thing that's very common within our community. It's not a race thing. It's just more like a height maintenance thing that we're, it's just like your culture isn't really embedded into this. It's not something you grow up watching people do unless you're very much like a high maintenance person of color. Or at least that's what happens majority of the times, but it's one of those things. where It's kind of like the more you start doing these high maintenance thing and you make it public to your platforms, those people that do the same shit as you, they also don't have a shit ton of friends that do that. They will seek you. They will find you. Like a lot of my friends, when I when if I go and I post me golfing, not, a lot of them won't slide up. But guess I I know those high maintenance friends. The one they say like you're golfing, Girl, let's go golfing next time because it happens. I go wine tasting. The few of my high maintenance friends, they randomly like oh you let's go next stop. Like it's one of those things where it's like the same way you do all of your bullshit and you post on the social media, when you do hype maintenance things, just post it. Cause this is the thing, right? You'll post you doing skincare that it is out of that. And somebody's going to be randomly like, Oh, yo, what do you use for this? This and that you can literally be the inspiration for those type of friends you want. A lot of people don't hype maintenance cause they don't know how to be that. If you are that person and you constantly post the things you do for it. Motherfuckers are gonna randomly gravitate towards you and ask you how to do them shits, and you can literally create your own high maintenance friends. A lot of your friends may want to be that, they just don't know how to go about it. Um, if pain wasn't a thing, would you be stronger or weaker? I, I I get this is a cute deep question, but how can you be stronger without pain? I don't really think that makes a lot of sense to me. Oh, right, actually, if the pain breaks you, then it then you would be stronger without it. Okay, actually, it's not as basic as i thought it was um but for me a lot of my strength has came from making the best out of really shitty situations so without pain i would definitely be way weaker than i am i went through a lot of shit that was traumatic painful as fuck but it's one of those things where it's kind of like do i let it break me do i let it make me or is it one of those things where i'm gonna capitalize off it and i'll make the best of it once you say these things out loud the choice is pretty fucking easy The hardest part is learning how to go about it. But teaching myself was always something that I was pretty fucking great at because I realized I went to school that didn't teach me much of what I actually wanted. So it's one of those things where it's kind of like I either had to be complacent and be stagnant with my growth or I take what they give me. And then I capitalize off that and do everything else that I wanted. The choice is pretty obvious. That's why my whole entire you know how kids in middle school and high school, y'all have summers where you don't do, you don't really do much. You're partying, you're having lit, you getting lit. That, is that I never had a free summer <laughs> in my whole entire middle school, high school experience. I never had a free summer. My summers was always invested in something that had to do with my future. Sixth grade summer, I went to a program that made you, that taught you academics. But then it was like a summer camp where you had classes, but then you had fun shit at the same time. I did that as some sixth, to eighth grade. Ninth grade, I went to RCC, a community college, to take college-level classes. And then Fridays, we would go out and stuff like that. Um, Tenth grade, I think I was doing two programs. I worked as a junior teacher in one program as summer intern. Yeah. And then 11th grade, I went to NYU to study study there, have a stipend, take college-level classes for credits and everything like that. My senior year, summer, before I graduated, I went to this program at my school, Bentley University, and then tapped into something else. Both of those following summers, freshman and sophomore year, I literally, what did I do freshman and sophomore year? Freshman and sophomore year, I had an internship at the big four, which is the top four accounting firms in the country. I worked at two of those. The following summer, I took a break to actually focus on things, and work, but I still worked. And then last summer, what did I do? I worked two internships at once. One of them, which I had to drive three hours in total each day to get to back and forth, which means I was dedicating 10 to 11 hours of my day to that job and then i'm working out two hours so that's 13 hours in my day where i'm literally utilizing something good for myself it's like you just gotta grind and make the best out of what things give you like so my thing is like a lot of these experiences they weren't the greatest <laughs> it made it annoying it made it fucking tough to see my friends wake up whenever they want and i'll have to wake up every single day on time for saying shit but i'm like now i'm waking up six seven o'clock without a fucking alarm because that's just what i've adapted myself to do and it's like pain makes you stronger when you know how to utilize it when you don't it makes you into a lesser version of yourself and at times we we that's why a lot of people's like i wish this never happened to me i don't really say that shit because it's like because this happened to me i am now this you know it's like i don't stop the sentence it's just a comma um what else what else Okay, now I'm going back to the egg thing. The good thing is, I'm gonna keep a lot of these questions for next week, too. So, we're gonna be great for this. How many minutes are we close to? Uh, 52. 52 I bet we'll get to like an hour. If Pain was okay, you asked this twice. Topic for podcast single parenting. Um, I'm not going to speak on that, but I will say just because just for the person that might be listening to this. I will dedicate an episode that is more detailed for that because right now I could give you bits and pieces. But I think someone that's asking about that probably wants a little more. So I'll learn a little bit more to give you guys something that's more useful instead of me just blurring out bullshit. It's, It's things that I know and it's valid. It's things that I've seen. But actually, that's the thing it's just my own experience. I don't tell you guys things that space off my own experiences It's things that I've experienced and then that I've also learned and researched that hey this is valid this is true um why does mental health rely so much on the way you look? <laughs> um, no, the fuck it doesn't um your mental health relies so much on the way you look I think you're just some okay. I don't mean to be fucked up or anything like that, but I think you're just someone who's insecure about your appearance. I think that's the reason why you kind of say that. It's not like just because some like right. This is the this is the thing where I, I feel like a, this is a myth, right? Because you look good, you have a reason to have a good mental health. Some of these models that are the top one percent in looks, their mental health is shit. Like, you do, like, this is the thing, right? Because your mental health is bad because of this reason, it doesn't mean it operates the exact same way for everybody else in the fucking world. Like, my mental health is that shit because I don't like how I look. So other people that look good must feel great about themselves because this is how I deal with this, and if they're not dealing with that, they must be straight. Some people, their mental health is relied solely on how much money they're making. Some people's mental health is relied on all the traumatic shit they went through in their past- um, in their childhood because they never overcame any of that childhood trauma. So it has nothing to do with their looks, but more so the way people treated them. Some people's, um, mental health is that shit because they deal with an abusive person where it's like, it's not the way they look. It's just words itself that affect them constantly. And they're around someone who's abuse, abusive and aggressive with the way they speak. So don't think people's mental health are wired the exact same way you may deal with some shit and I'm dealing with the exact same shit. But that's something that pushes me, right? It's like for me, it's like I, I get it. I mean, I'm not the first person I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an ugly person, and this, that. But there are times where I'm like, I cut off all my hair. That was a big part of how I looked. The moment I cut it off, did that let go of me? All like, I, I, I get it. It's like I like started looking terrible and shit. But if your mental health relies on how you look, you need to focus on a lot other things in your life to realize you have a lot more value than just your looks to offer to the world. A lot of the times we prioritize one thing because society prioritizes it. But you have to understand if I don't have this, what do I need to give to the world? What do I, How do I add value into myself if I can't add value through my looks? You can hit the gym and become the strongest motherfucker out there. You can read books and become the smartest motherfucker out there. Like You see a lot of people famous for a lot of different things. And I'm pretty sure not every famous person you can think of. It's attractive as fuck. There is value you can give out to the world outside of your looks. You can become an elite editor for videos, and then now you're editing for some of the top people there. You can become an elite photographer, and yeah, you don't have the looks, but now you're helping somebody that does have the looks perfect whatever they have to put out there to their platforms. I think the reason why you focus on your looks and you think it's the only thing tied to your mental health might be because of your past and because of the lack a value that you hold When you're When you don't focus too much on what's in here You think your value skin deep and that's it I promise you I get it, my looks I'm not gonna lie, because of how I've been hyped up for it It is a big part of me But it's not one of those things where if I lost Like let's just say something happened to my face Where I'm like, damn I can't give nothing out into the world How much I know is my biggest Value Like my looks how much can I really let my mental health be dependent on it my mother's genetics and my dad's genetics they combine and they made this how I put it together how I dress that this. those are the things that make me feel great it's not about the looks it's how you showcase it at times when you do have the looks and if you don't showcase something else bro like you'll be fine I promise ways to not hinder your growth at home and in the world. Um, When you're at home, you need to think about the fact that my growth doesn't just stop. And I think that's the thing that makes people very complacent. I've noticed for a lot of people, the moment you are at home, you don't have good habits. And I'll even describe like seeing this personally from someone, right? So if they spend their whole entire days at home, they're not opening the shades, they're not getting no sunlight, they're not going to go online and look for some random shit to learn they're not gonna read a book they're not gonna do this they're not gonna do that they just sit at home and watch tv because this is my day to relax it's like it's just the fact that y'all don't know enough right if you have a day at home where you want to relax do yoga stretch meditate journal brainstorm about something there's a business idea you wanted to have we do some random research on it you're not ready to start it right this is the thing for a lot of people because i'm not ready to fully dive into this i don't want to do anything for it like no you want to start a non-profit look up how non-profits function you want to start a youtube channel look at how people create um, banners look at how people um follow the algorithm for this and that there's so much we want to do and we think we can't do them on days where we're trying to relax because we're dealing with so much already. Like why this is the thing. When you do these things, they make you feel proud of yourself. And you know, when you're proud of yourself, it makes you happy. I feel like a lot of people it's like you think happiness is an emotion that's only triggered from one type of emotion. It's like, okay, this makes me happy. So I should definitely be doing this. I don't know a lot of things that make me happy. I promise you if you try to have a 30-day schedule where you're doing a lot of things that make you proud of yourself, you'd feel pretty happy. But it's just like, I think the word happiness is something we chase too much. Happiness is something that comes and goes. But when that feeling of not being happy goes away and you're sad, I can be sad, but guess what? I'm like, I want to make myself feel, pr- I want to be proud of myself. I want to learn about why is it that I just cried? I just failed. That's something. But I want to feel proud of myself. I want to look up something and Utilize the information that I didn't have So I know the next time I go through the shit I I do better at it I feel like a lot of the times It's like when you're at home There's a lot you can do to add on to your value And a lot of people don't fucking realize that You just get very stagnant You think your growth stops And you have to take more control over yourself Let's just say there's a topic You don't know much about, right? Search it up Let's just say you went through something Very traumatic as a child Like let's just say I know this is very... Vulgar to bring it up and it's something that it's very people Sensitive about but I just say You were sexually harassed when you were a kid And you think you've gotten over that But what if you went and just searched up More about that instead of hiding from your trauma You dive into it to learn more about it Now the next time you notice Someone dealing with that same shit You don't have just Your experiences to offer but you have advice You have facts Doesn't that make you A better person the more access you have to shit, the better your life becomes. So when you're at home, do that. And things like at work and stuff like that, that depends on your own life and what you choose to do. But I say my thing is, it's like, don't stay at home too much when you don't have to. Because it—because it's like, unless you have these routines set in place to not get lazy and complacent, you will. Which is why my thing is, it's kind of like, when I have days, I'm not doing nothing. And I feel like my the beginning of my day is free as shit. I'm like, let's go to the gym. Why? Because I know once I get out there and I do something, when I come back home, I want to maintain it. I want to keep on going with this groove I have. I'm probably going to stretch. I'm probably going to try to read a book. I'm probably going to go to my computer, type up some random shit, or I'm going to look up partnerships on social media. I'm going to learn a little bit more about sales. Like, There's always something you can learn. So it's just more like you just have to find ways to figure out what it is that you want and understand the fact that there are your constant steps you can take currently, even before you have to start. So literally think about what's all the things that I would want to do in my life. The thoughts will start to wonder. And if they don't, search up what's, what are amazing things people should try to do before they die. Like whatever you don't know, there's answers out there that people put out there for you. Oh, what did you think about a lady shooting her shot first? What's your point of view? of What's your point of view or facts? Good or bad about her shooting her shot first? Continue from first question. Okay, this is a little broken up, but it's kind of obvious what you're asking. Um, somebody shooting, a woman shooting their shot. This is the thing, right? feel like a lot of women, they can't deal with denial. And I've seen this happen as much like this is the thing. men and women. I don't want to tag anything to one gender because I know how this goes. You're just going to invalidate anything I say, even if it's true for what I'm saying. But people don't like dealing with rejection overall. Women, because they don't normally shoot their shots as often when they do shoot their shot and they get denied. It's like, what the fuck? I don't normally shoot my shot of niggas. And this, and this dude that I try to shot shoot my shot with, he denied me. Ugh, I like that. Men. They do it 24-7. They're dogs. <laughs> so it's like one denial isn't as much for them. But still, you know, their ego gets in the way. Sometimes they react in vulgar ways. Um, For me personally, like, bro, I like a woman that's bold as shit. I'm sorry. I'm just one of those guys that's like I'm wired a little differently. Um, majority of guys, if they are intrigued by you, they will like the fact that you shot your shot first. A lot of the times, ladies, I'm gonna be honest with you. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't the greatest at shooting your shots, but when a man is interested, you don't have to do much. You can you can make eye contact for a little bit. If you're at the club, just give him a little one of these. Like like, come here. Like he will walk his ass over to you. But for me, the person I'm with, I'll be very honest. The very very first time we met, um, it was at a talent show that I was hosting, and I'll say she had a little bit of liquor at you know, liquor confidence, you know, liquor energy type shit, but. Yeah, she shouted from the crowd. Oh, he's fine. I couldn't tell who it is because I had mad lights in my face and shit like that. But it's always after the end of the show and shit like that. I ended up knowing who was the person that was saying all of this shit, and then I she made the first move, and then I I was like, like she kind of approached me, but then didn't fully went approach me because I was currently busy with signing like papers from Snapchat. It was like um, we had to sign disclaimers or something like that for Snapchat because they were recording the event. And I saw her standing there and like she wasn't really trying to go on and, and fully edge it. But the moment I seen her attract her attention was towards me, I'm like, she's fine as shit. I'm gonna handle this. And like I walked to her and took her to the side and shit like that. But it's one of those things, if a man wants you and a man is intrigued by you, shoot your fucking shot. This is the thing, right? At times, because of the day and age we're at, a lot of men don't want to walk up to women because we see how it happens. A lot of women, because they're in this Oh, my city girl shit, they tend to be very rude with denial, that it is that of that. And some of them do it, it's not like it's on them. Some of them do it because of how certain men handle rejection, so they kind of just have to cut it off quick as shit. But, yeah, it's just like, a lot of men aren't always going to walk up to you, especially some of the good ones. Because they know you constantly deal with people walking up to you. And I'm one of those people. I do not. Being known and my face being on social media That I I, it definitely helped me being this type of person But Yeah I don't really like walking up to a woman That it is out of bothering you in the middle of your day Like let's just say I see someone that looks really great like in my past of course I see someone that looks really great I'm like oh I'm going to go up to and talk to her uh, I don't like bothering people's days Even with a FaceTime call to bother you As a random person you don't know To randomly walk up to you, Hey how's your day you look really nice So it's just, I don't want to do that shit because it's like I know you have more important things to do and go about your day. For me to walk up to you, stop you, ask for your time, that it is out of that, I'm good. It's not like I didn't have the confidence. If I start talking to shorty, shorty, like, I won't be shy or anything like that. But the idea of catcalling or any of this little extra shit, I don't do it. But when a woman that I'm intrigued by does it, I'm all in. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I'm not doing that shit. It just, no. Y'all deal with a lot of men that just don't, that just go really that is just ridiculous with this shit. And for me, you don't know much about me to understand that I'm different just from first glance or the first few words I say to you. So why do I want to waste my fucking time? I just and do some shit that motherfuckers do to you all the time. I just rather not. And the whole corn like pickup lines out of this, out of that. That's just corny as fuck. I'm gonna be very honest with you. Um, speak on men and their struggle in mental health. I think the biggest reason why men struggle with mental health is because. have to be quiet about everything it's not like we go through these problems that women don't go through that it is out of that but one thing i realized is women get to have a village you know like any of her guy friends she can randomly call them and talk to them about the deep shit they're going with any of their woman friends they go to brunch and they talk about their emotions talk about the sad shit that they're with men don't have a lot of outlets to express themselves and it's one of those things that sucks i'll be very honest with you because it's like even for me, as a person that's fully in touch, in tune with my emotions, I did this, of that. It's not likely that a man has a lot of friends that can offer valuable advice. It's one of those things where, at times, if you want to open up to someone, they don't understand, especially around these ages, they don't understand enough to really help. It's more like somebody's like a soundboard, like you're just talking and they're just there. And venting is good when you're just, people are just listening to you. But men are very much wired to want to solve problems, solve emotions. And if we know we're going to go talk to this person and they're not going to be able to help us, we're a little less inclined to go about it and do it. But I think a lot of men just really just don't have enough people to communicate our emotions to. And I think that's the main reason why we go through a lot of shit. And especially if you're someone who's very active on social media, there are a lot of times where a man is open with his emotions and he gets bashed for it. And you as a man, it makes it less likely for you to want to do that. And also, another thing is kind of like there are times where men go through traumatic shit and they hold it within them themselves for years and they give one person access to it. One person access to it. And that one person betrays their trust or they utilize it against them. For a woman, most the majority of the times, I'm speaking in generalities, of course, majority of the times, when you go through something traumatic, your three best friends know about it. Your best guy friend knows about it if it had to do with a guy because you want a guy perspective. Like, that's multiple people that got to know about it. And the more the older you get, if that thing sticks around, the new close friends you make, they end up finding out about it. Guys don't operate that way. It's not like we just get close to somebody and we're like, okay, I want you to know this part of me. It doesn't really work that way. You find this comforting people not knowing about certain things. But it's like when only one person has heard this thing that you went through and they use it against you you're not willing to tell nobody else about that shit because as a man like your pride and ego takes a hit when people do that because you're like i gave you this power over me and then this is what you utilize it for So i said you got to be a tough strong man and a lot of the times it's like we don't know how to deal with things going wrong in terms like with our emotions And there's not a lot of people that sit there and tell you there are ways for you to go and learn how to process things on your own. Even if you don't want to go to somebody, right? And this is the thing. A lot of the times people tell you bullshit things to do. It's like, oh, journal, meditate. Those things aren't intriguing to men, you know? It's more like if you understood how to process your emotions, doing things that you just normally like to do in the first place, you'd be good at those things. Like, let's just say, right? And this sounds so dumb, but it's just you have no outlets. So why not try something you like? Get on a game while you're playing the game. Mute yourself. right? And then just talk about some things you go through. A lot of men don't like to sit still, be with their emotions. But hop on the game. Play with randoms or whatever the fuck it is. Play 2K. Play Call of Duty. Dah, 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 dah. Mute your mic. And as you're playing the game, just talk to yourself about the things that you've gone through. It's not like you're trying to find a solution. But let's just say some you broke your heart. She broke my heart. And I don't understand how this I don't really understand why this happened this way. And it's like the one time I actually told about some deep shit that I went through. You're playing, your hands are moving. You're not sitting still and feel like you're fuck, What the fuck? I want to move. I want to get up. I want to do something. You are doing something. Just process things. Like just do something and then process your emotions at the same time. And the thing about playing the game is at times you'll be distracted, you know? So it's not one of those things where you feel like, oh, I have to sit here with my thoughts completely, even though I don't know how to do this. A lot of men don't know how to sit still. Learn breathing exercises, breathing techniques that help it easier to kind of like calm your mind, this and that. A lot of men, it's just like, we don't have access to this shit and we don't have people telling us we should do this. For me, it's one of those things that's like, I know I'm very different when it comes to being into my emotions. When my friends, they know they can tell me, and this is the thing, right? A lot of the times I'm with some of my friends, they will start telling me every deep shit that they have gone through recently. Why? I'm the only friend they under, They know that they can tell this shit to and not be judged for. And this is the thing about men, right? It's like when you're a man, it's like, oh, you're supposed to be tough and strong, that it is out of that. They do tap into the same mindset that society taps into. If you're a strong, tough man, you shouldn't need to vent. You shouldn't need people to have access to emotions. That makes you weaker. It sucks, honestly. I had to grow up that way. But I always. Because I had to grow up there, I always learned as much as I could, and that helped me out. And then I got platforms for it. That this out of that, and that's my thing. Is kind of like a lot of your friends out of shorties don't vent to the girl that's you're dating. That it is out of that until you're ready and you can accept this going wrong and stuff like that. Vent to your female friends, bro. They will not look at you any types of way. If it's not the ones you're trying to date, that this out of that, you don't have to worry about your masculinity being hindered or anything like that talk to your woman friends. I'm not saying don't talk to your guy friends, but I get why some people don't want to go for that hump. And that hump is 10 times easier to go over when you're talking to one of your friends that's mature. You know, one of those friends that doesn't hate men that it is out of that. Talk to them. And the thing is, they're pretty good at this emotional shit. You want to solve issues, they will give you advice. They will give you ways to solve it. And if you don't want advice, talk to them about it. Make them your soundboards. 'Cause I know the man to man thing is kind of like there's a masculinity play at, at this is like a masculinity warfare at times internally without even saying shit. But utilize people that you know are in tune with their emotions. Instead of it's not a just like a gender thing, but if you know this person's in tune with their emotions, be a little they'll be a lot more lenient to you. There'll be less judgment. And understand this, right? No matter how tough you think you are. Not expressing shit is only gonna fuck you over down the line. It's just how it goes, bro. Like you may think you're strong, you're this, you're that, but the more buildups happen, the more you explode. Cause think about it. Why do you have anger issues when you talk about certain topics? And you know you see this. Some of your friends, once you start talking about certain things, that of this, that of that, they'll get angry. They'll start getting quiet. They'll want to leave the conversation. That of this, that of that. It's not because of their masculinity. It's because of how much. They understand they're no longer in control when these things start to happen. The lack of control is something that scares men. Majority of the times. Because you're normally told to be in control. Be this, be that. And when you can't be those things, it affects you. But the next few questions, we'll do them the next time I come on here. But I think this is a good episode for this week. I love you guys. I appreciate y'all. And until next time. (laughs) He.